0: Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk a bit about crisis schooling because this isn't homeschool, guys. This is crisis schooling in special education and how it is exhausting. Now, don't get me wrong. I completely understand that this is different and tiring, for everyone who's involved. But when it comes to special education, this is a whole new level of exhaustion. You know, a few months ago, I did a podcast that said um, burnout in special education is real because this exhaustion factor, it exists all the time in special education. And I mean this for everyone that's involved. It's for parents, teachers, admins, therapists. There's always this other level of exhaustion when it comes to IEPs and schools and all those things. But here in this crisis schooling situation, it has gone to a place that a lot of people have not experienced before. So I just want to acknowledge you. First of all, if you are a parent, teacher, admin, therapist, somebody who sits at an IEP table, you are not alone. You are not going Through this alone, there are communities. I have a community called the IEP Masterclass and Special Education Inner Circle. You can always message me about that. There are communities everywhere. You should not be experiencing this alone. But I do want to talk about some things that you can do that you have to do for yourself. This is going to take you making the decision on your own to make a change. So we've all experienced exhaustion through big life changes, right? So anything from moving, a marriage, a divorce, a job change, uh, special needs, family stuff, because that stuff is a little bit different than the average family, right? Or maybe a surprise medical diagnosis. We've all had stressful things happen to us, changes that have been forced upon us. And at that time in our life, we are tired. We are exhausted. We are are going through things that are tough. And there's just this thought, right? Like, okay, one more day. Okay, one more day. Or I know this is going to get better. Okay. That is the difference of what is happening through those changes and what's happening right now. I don't know if you've thought about this, but every time you've gone through something tough in the past, you've been able to either pull on your own experience because you've been there before, like a move or a job change or a medical diagnosis or that, or you know somebody who has been through this. So there's always this kind of light where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to get through this. I've gone through it before, or I know somebody else who's gotten through this. Now, first of all, you're going to get through this but there's a different level of exhaustion because we don't know anybody who has been through this before, because it's never happened like this before and we've never experienced this ourselves and we don't know how long it's going to last. So there's this level of, oh my goodness that's happening at new heights. So let's talk about a couple of things that you can do to help Lower your exhaustion level. Now, let me make it clear. I am not going to give you some magical tips that's going to make, you know, crisis schooling easier. Or I'm not going to give you a template for a visual schedule and say, if you just print this and use it, I promise you, your kids will want to finish every task without complaining. I'm not going to do that. There are resources all over that are happening on those um types of supports and things this is more about how are you going to set this up for yourself so you can not feel as exhausted you can start to feel just a little bit more ease in your day so i've been through a lot of those life things that i talked about earlier in fact i've been through all of them a marriage a divorce a move um surprise medical diagnosis uh, special needs family changes for those of you that don't know, I'm a special needs sibling. My brother is 42 with Down syndrome, and um, I'm also a former special education teacher. Currently, I work full time inside of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. That's a program that I founded after Uh, you know, two decades of working with parents and teachers and admins and therapists. I'm building IEPs that work in the real world. So if you um, have ever thought that you want to help make special education easier for yourself and for your community, that's the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. That's at masteriepcoach.com. All right. But let's jump in to three things that you can do that I know. I know in my gut these work, and I'm not saying that they're easy, but they're so worth it, all right? Step one, you have to say no. Now, a lot of us have a problem with that, right? We like to say yes, or we think we have to get things done when really they're not mandatory, but it's mandatory in our own brain that something gets done when really it's not. So say no to that extra Zoom meeting, say no, to feeling guilty over not being that mom who makes blanket forts to do, you know, Zoom meetings. Say no to doing things for other people in your house if they can do them for themselves. I am not good at that one. I work on this myself, guys. I'm gonna say that again because somebody needs permission right now to say no to their family member who is asking for help to do something that they can do themselves, because that is something that you need to take off your list because you are exhausted, all right? Now, you have to learn to say no, but then you have to do step two, and that's make some space. What you can't do is say no to things and then go, okay, now what can I do next? Nope, I'm not gonna do that Zoom meeting, but I am going to go do something else so you have to leave some space this is something that I've learned through some different seasons in my life so I've been a single mom taking care of my girls I have two girls that are 13 months apart full-time while working full-time and then I decided to homeschool them now this was a few years ago What was I thinking? No, it actually was a really great season, but it really forced me to figure out how to time manage in a much better way. And what I realized is that I needed to put space in my day to just feel however I wanted to feel or do whatever I wanted to do without feeling like I had to do something for somebody else or that I had to do something because it was on my list or I had to do something because it was next on my agenda. To get that done so you have to make space to feel however you need to feel and space to do whatever you feel like doing at that time i actually learned that from a mentor of mine he said put a block in your calendar and don't put anything in it just know that it's blocked off you'll figure out what to do do something that you want to do in that space so you have to leave some space in there. Now, I'm teaching this all the time to Master IEP Coaches. Again, that's masteriepcoach.com, okay? What I call it for Master IEP Coaches is to leave some margin in between your activities because nothing's gonna go as planned even on a good day, there's always going to be blips in the day. And if you don't have margin between your activities, and I don't care if you are just talking about laundry and dinner and snacks and Zoom meetings, okay, those are big deals right now. Those are really big deals right now. You need to leave margin in your day to do whatever you feel like doing at that minute. Now, you might feel like You want to do a load of laundry because like, I'm just gonna get this done and I'll feel better. I am not that person. I'm not doing the laundry to feel better. That does not make me happy. For me, I might read a chapter in a book. Now, this margin, this space, 10, 15 minutes is all you need to schedule. Sometimes you might schedule more. Sometimes if you schedule two of those in the day, you might only get one, but make the space. So step one, say no. Step two, don't fill that space. Make space. Keep space every day in your day. And, and let me just make this clear. I did not say take alone time. I did not say take some time for yourself to go take your you know, bath with your fancy salts and stuff. I'm not clueless. I know what's going on in your house. I know that we're stuck together. What I am talking about is making a choice to do what you want to do during that time because we can't always take that alone time. All right, now here's the key. This is the one that pulls it all together. Step three is what are you gonna do differently? So if you say no, and then you leave some space, and you're like, okay, I did those two things, and then you go back to doing things exactly how you're doing them right now, it's not gonna work. It's gonna be a lot of frustration of, I tried this and it didn't work. So you have to decide what are you going to do differently. A lot of times this is the stuff that I think about when I'm in that space in my day. What's working? What's not working? That's a piece that I have to think about often, especially in this time of high pressure where the world just looks different than it ever has before. So let me give you some examples of how you can do things differently. These are things that you literally could start right now today. You could make a rule in your house that says we're not doing any schoolwork between. 3 and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. Don't ask me about school. We're not going to do school. I'm not going to tell you to do homework. We're not going to finish up a project like those two hours are school free. They're homework free. They're IEP goal free. Like you just need some time in your day to not think about this school stuff. Schedule that schedule that like not going to happen. That's how you're going to start to do things differently. You might have a rule that no laundry will be done on Fridays. You might be really surprised if you make this rule that I'm not touching laundry on a Friday, that you might just love Fridays, okay? You might look forward to that break knowing I'm not going to do it. I've told myself I'm not going to do that. Give yourself that space in the day. Now, I can't take credit for this next one. This is actually a master IEP coach who posted this out on Facebook. It's something that she shared with her own IEP team. She's sharing it with her clients. She actually told the school that she is only going to do their distance learning plan on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, she will do her own things to engage her children because distance learning five days in a row is not Working, it's too much. So she needs to know Tuesdays and Thursdays she's not reporting to anybody else. She's not showing up on that Zoom. She's not going to do that with her children. She took that pressure off. That's what she needed, and I applaud her for that. She set a boundary, and she's going to keep it. All right. Here's one. Here's an idea that um, I started a long time ago. Remember, I told you that there was a season where I was a single mom. I was fully in charge of both my girls, twenty-four-seven. And I was working full time doing what I do um, with IEPs. And then um, I decided to homeschool my kids. What? All right. I decided I was going to cook one meal a day. That's it. Now, my kids ate throughout the day, but I only cooked one meal a day. That's it. Everything else had to be either fend for yourself or easy prep. So if I did have to help, it was something like frozen out of the freezer, um, kind of, you know, half prepared kind of meal. But I was only going to cook once a day. Here's the thing. That rule has actually continued on to this day. And that was probably, oh, I want to say about eight years ago. Maybe seven or eight years ago, I adopted that rule. And um, I'm recently married. I'm remarried, right? So, um, when it comes to figuring out meals and all of those things, my kids straight out taught my husband no, she only cooks once a day. Like you're on your own with that. You know what? That's it. That's all that I make sure everybody's okay. You get one hearty meal, and that's it. That makes so much space for me where I know that. I've contributed with the family, but not um, having to be relied on for every morsel of food in the house is freeing. So what type of rules and things can you put into your day so you can do things differently so we can help relieve some of this exhaustion? Now, I will tell you with some of those bullet points that I just shared, like when it comes to when you're not going to do school, You might be thinking, but my school said I have to, whatever that is, or there's going to be consequences, or they haven't even said what the consequences are. They just alluded that if you don't do this, there's going to be consequences. Now, let me make this clear. If you are a staff member, please do what your school is requesting you to do so you can keep your job. We need you, okay? But parents, you absolutely can set those boundaries And I'm not going to say don't worry about uh, consequences because I don't want you coming back to me saying this is what I did and you told me I didn't have to worry. Okay, use some common sense, but I will tell you that the schools have no idea what they're doing, all right? They're just kind of figuring it out as they go like the rest of us, even if they're pretending like they know what they're doing, they don't know what they're doing, okay? You are here because your child or your students have an IEP. The purpose and foundation of an IEP is to meet a child's unique needs and prepare them for further education, employment, and independent living. Now, I didn't make that up. That's in the purpose and findings of IDEA law. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just telling you where to look. Okay. So, to meet your child's unique needs, right now, your level of exhaustion as mom or dad is part of your child's unique needs. You cannot meet your child's needs as a whole child, effectively, if you are overrun and exhausted because of crisis schooling situation. So it is absolutely 100% okay, encouraged, must do, that you go to the team and say, listen, we need to make some adjustments, we're gonna do some things differently. All right, and go ahead and set those boundaries, those expectations, and you can framework it around meeting your child's unique needs. And that is a legit way to collaborate where you don't have to ghost your your kid's IEP team when you need time off. You don't have to just disappear. Guys, that hurts teachers, they're trying, all right? But you absolutely can really work on modifying things, to help meet your family's needs as a whole. Teachers and team members, if you're listening to this, please 100% encourage the families to talk to you about their level of exhaustion and what you can do to help set some really strong boundaries so crisis schooling is not overrunning their thoughts. So I want to make sure, again, that you guys know that we are in this together for the long haul. We don't know when this is going to end. you know There's talk right now of schools going back in the fall with kind of a a learning plan that has distance learning and in-person learning happening and rotating schedules and all of this stuff that I'm just watching because they're talking about it in the way of um, general education, which means that's gonna trickle down to special education. And I'm feeling a little bit more of a hot mess coming on if they start to do these alternative schedules. All you need to know is that you are not in this alone, okay? We are in this together. You can go find me at masteriepcoach.com. That's exactly where you can really figure out how to be the idea bringer and solution finder and community connector that your family, your school, your community needs right now. I'll teach you how to do all of that. And until next time, thanks for being here, everyone. And I'll see you again real soon.